Hi patrons and welcome to another bonus show without Colin because as we recorded he's still got a chest infection but Andy's back again to discuss some more creepy stories and uh, inverted commas I think mate, how are you? I am very very well, thanks for having us back. No problem, so we covered um, Brian Bethel who we think was a paedophile last week. I googled it after he was locked up for 35. <laughs> no, to be fair, he was still working at the same fucking job, wasn't he? Uh, yes, uh, you can message him on LinkedIn and just ask him about the... <laughs> Jack, should I drop him a message on LinkedIn and ask him about the Wains? Please. I've got LinkedIn premium, right? Just sound like a pure fucking snob. I'm, no, I'm proper taking over Colm's role here, isn't I? Being all snobby. But I'll I'll drop him a message and say, here... If, with any luck, right, I'm going to do this while we're recording. He might get back to us while we're on. The recording. Wait, sorry, they came up right. So Brian Bethel, me- message, right? <laughs> um, black-eyed kids, yeah, nons. No, what's that? <laughs> but, but, so what will I say here? Hi, Brian. Uh, hope you are well. Start it nice. Yes. Um, see the wins. <laughs> no. Um, just read about your encounter. Uh, your encounter with the black-eyed children Kids. back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, mushies, question mark. Um, <laughs> was wondering if you still think about this. Still think about 10 Why were you outside the cinema on your own and your motor parked up? <laughs> A bit I'm working on the new Unsolved Mysteries series and want to speak to you about it. There was oh. two 10 and 12 year old boys went missing that day outside a the cinema. They want to have a chat with you, Brian. We are um, not the FBI. <laughs> yeah, we are probably not the FBI. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Um, do, see, when you look at his picture, like... What's he, what's he called? Brian Bethel, right? Brian Bethel, senior what? staff writer. Um, I messaged him, mate. Um, what do you... I'd literally just see if he wants to come on and have a conversation. Was, <laughs> um, talking about it on a fantastic podcast. When you actually Google his name, the first thing the first thing that comes up is the Wikipedia article yeah. for Black Eyed Children. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian Bethel, President White Pants Agency. It's not him, <laughs> it's not the only PDA that's coming up. We've got Brian Bethel here, another Brian Bethel, who is the president of the White Pants Agency hmm. on LinkedIn. Digital chair at American Advertising Federation in the country of Texas. He writes articles and shit like that. He's not wrote an article for years, that one. I give him a message, mate. Uh, and, and if he does I get done. back to you. I have done. If he does get back to you, let us know and we'll interview him. Absolutely. Right, cool. Um where are we? The entity. So, this kind of links in. I was going to say a love for movies. I'm not a movie buff, but um, there's a sort of crossover here between real life and Hollywood movies because I'm just going to read this article almost verbatim. Andy, lots of people that wish that one day the story of their life will be made into a Hollywood movie. Fair enough, especially nowadays in the whole influencer driven media yeah unless it's jaw-droppingly uh, unless it's a jaw-droppingly disturbing horror movie like 1982's the entity a movie that opens with a woman being raped in her bed by an invisible being and which is based on the events that befell doris bither 
of Culver City in California in the early 1970s. According to the... So they actually got in paranormal investigators, which we'll maybe come back to actually what you think about that sort of Mm -hmm. of things. So according to paranormal investigators who looked into her case, um, she was a complete mess. She was an alcoholic, constantly drunk, abused by her parents, abusive towards her own sons, and she would also periodically be physically assaulted by three entities that nobody could see. And to the investigators, there was little, um, there was little disputing this, this what was happening, the authenticity of it, basically, and a room full of them shot with their own eyes. Before we go further in the story, what what, what are your thoughts on these sort of paranormal investigators that you get on TV? You know, like Britain's most haunted, where they seem to set up a spectrometer and Aye. record that, and then a noise goes, and they go, "Listen to that ghost saying, please help me, Janet.'" You know, like, what, what are your thoughts on this? There's a lot of bullshit in TV with that kind of stuff, and a lot of it's made for TV. There is something to some of it, though. There was one my mate sent me recently from, I can't remember where exactly it was, but it was one of those recordings where a guide went in and basically put the, the tape recorder on. And, you know, it's like, hi, Jack, are you there? And you leave the space for an answer. And sure as shit, you hear stuff coming back through. Um, all done. I can't remember. It was set up like, academically and legitimately. And there's some pretty scary stuff comes back through these things. What was the? There was a movie years ago. Was it White Noise or something that was about that? Um, Not seen it, mate. So it, I don't it was know. something like a Mel Gibson type movie for twenty years ago, where somebody dies in a car crash and they come back and stuff like that through right. the. Um, but quite a scary one. But I so I do think there's something to all that stuff. No, something I'm interested in dabbling in at all myself. Fuck that. Um, see, Matt, Matt, like, right, go on. Yeah, so so my dad, I love my dad. My dad died twenty years ago when I was seventeen, and he wasn't like a. He would tell me stories. He would tell me things. He was in the, he was in the navy for a long time, sort of during the sort of like fifties and stuff like that, when it was still sort of kind of dangerous to be in the navy. Blah blah blah. He wasn't like a fucking a war hero or anything like that. He was born during the war, but he was like a youngster. But he, he told me stories a couple of times, and I, I don't see any reason why your dad would lie to you about this stuff. So mm-hmm. there was a few things. One time he told me that um, while he was working, um, I, I don't know where he was working, but one of his pals said to him, fucking, there's somebody, there's somebody that's been possessed in Govan, basically. And he was, a, he was a journalist at the time, so he went along as a journalist. Because my dad interviewed Sir Alex Ferguson and stuff like that, when he, like back in the Harmony Road days, like years yeah. ago, like, like the Aberdeen days. Went to this exorcism. And my dad told me, he swears to this day, that he went into this exorcism and the bed was floating. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know why my dad would lie to me about that for a start. And then he also told me that on a ship um, that he used to work on, one of the boys had an accident and got caught in one of the engine rivets or something and his arm got ripped off and he died. And he said that about a week later, he was walking through the, just through the wee tiny corridors that you get in ships and the guy appeared in front of him. Like mm-hmm. as a apparition type thing yeah. without an arm, and sort of had a, almost had a conversation with him. So I, I don't know why my dad would lie to me about that, but then I can also go at well the stress you must have been under on that ship. Mm-hmm. You're no sleeping, blah blah blah. That can lead to a psychotic break or a dream or whatever. And the the poltergeist the exorcism one again, just sort of. What would you call it? Sort of not not group psychosis, but there's something going on where like no, everybody's yeah, like yeah, in yeah. the same vibe, having the same feelings, and then 
you all see the same thing in inverted commas or something like that. So somebody's like shaking on a bed having a psychotic episode. The bed's then, shaking. Ah, oh, it think... came up half the ground. Somebody shouts it came up off the ground. And twenty Basically, years later, you remember it came up off the ground. It came up. It came up off the ground. I definitely seen it come up off the ground. I definitely Aye. seen the ghost in my former mate. So I do think there's. I don't think my dad would lie to me, but I do think there's reasonable explanations for this stuff. The stuff you're talking about again there, when it comes under this sort of scientific sort of, is that you, Jack, and you leave? Is it not just, is there not just a simple explanation that it's, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, is it radio waves? Is it just something that sounds so much like something that everybody buys into it? No, the stuff that, the stuff I listen to is de- definitely, you can hear, like, there's a voice. I've never, I've never seen or heard anything on these, again, these TV shows or anything that I've went, all right, that's just not like Aye. a fucking... But that, that's my issue, a lot of the stuff where it's made for telly, as it has to happen. Um, and like you get you get it, don't you, with the fucking... But sh- again, but surely then, if there was something that was so clear and disturbing that you would have heard about it or seen it, or again, if you put something like that out there, the people would just go, oh, that's fake, that's made up. But, uh, but I think that's it, mate. Uh, 2023, like, serious conversations now, isn't it? I think the media, and I had this conversation the other day, um, the media decide what goes on, what people believe is real, what isn't real, what's actually happening in the world, is what gets reported, what algorithm gets picked up online. There's a million different things happening that are horrific or nice or good or bad or indifferent, but it's just what you see on your X or Twitter feed or what you see on your Facebook or what the Sky News sticks on. And so I think it's just whatever's put in front of you is real. If if the news picked up in a serious way that fucking ghosts are real, here's some evidence and put it at the top of the hour in a really serious manner and had really serious folk on talking about it, maybe more folk would be into it. Do you think there'd be people running about shouting themselves? Do yeah. Think, I, do you think that they're, again, do you think they're too scared thought, to cause a panic? Do you know what I've always thought the issue is? Right, mass suicides. If you find out there's an afterlife, 100%, how many folk just go, fuck this, I'm away? I'm having I've, a really bad time. I've, I've I'm having a shitty time in my genuinely life. Genuinely, never thought about that. That's but, always been what I've thought. But the, does the the proof in inverted commas of ghosts then prove an afterlife? Is that a different I thing? Think straight away, folk then go, "Oh, there's another there's chance ghosts. or something yeah. else. There's reincarnation. That all must be true." So I'm having a bad time of it. I'm going to. I'm going to. But end then, this. what 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 about people that genuinely at the moment? fully believe in reincarnation some religions out there they don't have a massive higher rate of suicide do they see see that see the doubt though isn't it what you're talking about is the general populace Aye. and that there you go it's fucking super mario you've got three lives cool fuck this i'm it like somebody who's like a quadriplegic do you know what i mean in a bad accident and then goes fuck it if that there's an afterlife that, I, I, that, I, that I, makes fuck, me always fuck think set, fuck setting about all day Aye, right. like, I, I, like, yeah, assisted suicides suddenly go through the roof, l- l- let me go, I'm suffering with something. Like, I've always thought that would be a reason to keep that stuff in a totally serious conversation, that stuff kind of secret. But on the flip side, if that stuff was proven to be real, then what's the harm in topping yourself for a better life after it? It gets a bit fucking sticky, doesn't it? Like, it really does. Because see, if you're sitting with MND and you know, in inverted commas, I keep saying inverted commas, but you know there's yeah. an afterlife, 
then why would you not just go to Switzerland or fucking kill yourself? Really fucking dark, but... People that thought about robbing a bank, do you know what? Fuck it, if I get killed, I get killed. I'll, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I think we actually had this as a, a conversation point on RBR over in Hartland. Maybe me and Colin was the sort of, if you could get away with murdering somebody, like, would you sort of do it type thing? And it's kind of like, if you could get away with a crime, like, I'm going to go out there and it's suicide by cops, but fuck it, I'm going to come back and it'll be fine. The ultimate consequence is always, oh, but I could die, but if, oh well, if that's just... That's just my first one. Start that's the, start the first level shot. again, yeah. Uh. So, aye. I think with that one, though, looking at this case to bring it back, as soon as it goes into she was an alcoholic, drunk, abusive past, abusive herself... It just explains it all straight away. Aye. Sure. And I can't yeah. remember like what you do. You've talked about what you do for a living. Do you work with folk that are look vulnerable or do you have worked with folk like that? I come I come across them in my workplace. Aye. Not on a daily not on a daily basis, but quite often. Aye. And and I've got folk that have worked with clients, as they'll call them, or they've got case but they're a case worker for folk and that kind of yeah. stuff. The word and client is just a very low word. Like um, aye, it's, it's a weird aye, It's a weird it's a weird word because you're not you because it, you're not a patient. Like, like, say if you're mentally ill and you go to, like, a, like a psychiatrist or something. Yeah. You're, you're actually not termed as a patient. You're actually termed as, and this is pretty vile, a case number. So you're literally a number. Yeah. You're not a patient. You're a number. Which is, again, just sad. And I, I kind of deal with kind of vulnerable-ish. It's usually people under 25 that, don't really have anywhere left to turn. Aye. I can only really signpost them, you know. And if somebody turned up to me, um, like this woman, uh, Doris, saying, I'm an alky, I got abused, I abused my sons. Yeah. But, I, but I'm being, I, I'm but being I visited need, by invisible entities. I, I, but I can go fuck as a doctor, man. And, and do you know what? Again, the UFO side of things, there's, there's a massive case. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in terms of abductions and the abduction phenomenon. 100%, I believe that's a real thing. I think you've got physical abductions, and I think there's also abductions of people's consciousness, where, you know, if you were lying in your bed at night, Jack, you could technically be abducted, but your missus will see you there lying asleep all night. But, you know, something happens from a consciousness point of view. But then how do you how do you separate people who are having a psychotic episode to people who are having a genuine experience? It's, it's not something that can really be done. Absolutely, aye. Because I have a night terror. Like, I used to, when I say used to get them, I have a night, the, the, the night terrors when I was younger. Like, you can't move, yet, but you're Sleep paralysis? Aware. Sleep paralysis, mate. I've had that a couple of times yeah. in my life. And because I know what sleep paralysis is, and I kind of understand the, what's happening, it's scary as fuck when it's happening. Do you ever get the sensation that someone's there when you've got it or that you're being touched? When, when, Is that when, something? <clears throat> I don't mean sexually. I mean, like, people feel like their ankles and stuff like that. Um, the most, the worst time I ever had it was I was back staying, staying at my mum's when I was probably about 20, 23, 24 or something like that. And I'll be honest, it was after a really fucking long weekend Mm-hmm. Um, at the what's that festival called? Burning Man Festival. Right. Basically, hadn't slept, done lots of things that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Anyway, got home and had sleep paralysis and the night terrors. And there was somebody. There was a black figure in my room that put a black bag over my head and took me away. Mm-hmm. And it was as real as like I could imagine it being real. Mm-hmm. But I woke yeah. up. 
Aye. And I was like, fuck. That was the most real, most horrible dream that I've ever had and it stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. But it was what it was. It was a a night terror or a sleep paralysis or whatever. Yeah. Horrible. The most scared I've ever been in my life. But because I know what that is, that's what it, in my opinion, that's what it was. I, but I can see how people the maybe don't know what but night what terrors if, are or sleep what paralysis if that is. An element, I, what if there is an element of a trauma or because somebody's took drugs, let's say, that do or, or can be labelled gateway drugs, they open up something and there is an element of your subconscious that, that maybe it did actually happen, but no physically? I don't know, mate, because like I have, like, again, like I'm not proud of it, but I have in the past, I fucking, I've took acid, took mushrooms, DMT, I've done all that stuff, ketamine, and I've been fucked and I felt different and I felt otherworldly and I felt like this is, this is, like severely weird, mm-hmm. but I was <laughs> when it boils down to it, I was just off my fucking tits on drugs, and that was that's that's it. I can't, I cannot go. These I've watched documentaries about DMT, for example. I was about to say it were I people. I've a guy on who's a researcher, that, DMT guy. That, right, okay. Don't buy it. Like, see when somebody comes on that goes like, I, I took DMT and I, I, I felt like I was maybe not touched by God, but you know, something else happened. I felt like I was... It opens uh, up a gateway to somewhere yeah, else. I remember taking... Again, I don't really want to speak about taking drugs, but I remember taking ketamine one time mm-hmm. and I could have sworn that my body broke down, broke down into its m- molecular pieces. But what, what if? But again, what if Jack just take yourself out of it and go? That's ridiculous. But what if in a way that does happen? I'm just mad with it, man. I, I, but but that what if being mad with it is that? And what if there is an element of it opens up something as a species? But look at what the like indigenous folk do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and and they would they happily talk about taking various drugs and like a herbal way or whatever to access and speak to spirits all that kind of stuff that's part of their culture yeah. but in western civilization we laugh at it and go I was just half my tits mate yeah well yeah because you just half because you just are you're just half your tits but what does that mean that you the, the, these drugs is giving you an experience that you're brain, yeah they, they fuck up your brain pattern your brain waves they they discontinue connections other but connections are made that weren't there up. before don't say fuck up say change I change, I. So they change these uh, patterns in your brain or where one neuron goes to another, it changes that and your brain just can't handle it. And maybe that allows you to access a different level of consciousness, which may or may or not inhabit other beings. Fascinating conversation, Jack. Because I've been there, I just think I was fucking mad with it, man. (laughs) I was rolling a bit of flair. Some of that shit will be. I I think it's fascinating, that or that kind of gateway stuff. There's something to it. Just rolling a bit of flair with cunts like that. Who's up? What the fuck's he doing in the corner? You know what I mean? Look who's dead to him. Aye. Having a fucking. What a good I'd... time by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my mates telling us years ago that uh, I used to work in Blockbuster and that they all took mushrooms one night and uh, nothing was really happening to one of them turned around and realised that Martin Luther King was coming at the poster on the wall and gave them one into trouble for taking drugs and they all hid behind the couch. Uh, yeah, I had behind the TV once taking mushrooms. Um, I fell asleep taking mushrooms one night, and um, 
it was at a kind of a party house and people started turning up at the front door and I thought I was in purgatory because I thought everybody <laughs> that came in that front door, like I knew them, but I was like, they're coming to like have a conversation with me because I'm dead now. And I tell you, walk through the front door, I tell you, walk out the front window and if the window wasn't shut, I would have died. I get locked in a, uh, I, I couldn't get out of a room. I was that mad, but like just. That sounds I, like From again, doesn't it? This is like From. Like, I, I, open wrote, the I wrote From. Right? Aye. Let's be honest here. I wrote from and I wrote the last <laughs> last week's episode as well. But I just I can't see past just being mad with it. MWI. I don't I cannot buy somebody saying I get full of mushrooms and suddenly I had this awakening. You were fucked. You were mad with me. Like I I was questioning the existence of time and stuff like that. Time just a measurement that we came yeah. up with. You're right. Yeah, basically stuff. I've seen stuff like that at like eighteen, nineteen, thinking I was like fucking Newton's great, great, great grandson or whatever. You know, <laughs> I'm just a fucking idiot in Glasgow, mad with it. Yeah. Quite a day. Aye, go for it. Aye. <laughs> I really enjoyed that conversation, man. That was good. Right. Bye. Colin, I personally don't think there's anybody still listening and if they are, they're pretty hardcore wrong-term memory fans and I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong-term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes. Absolutely. And if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag, they can still offer us continual support by leaving a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm.